G'day listeners of the Keeper League podcast, Hef here just checking in at the top of the episode. I just wanted to give you a bit of a quick update. Last week I put out a bit of a call out to see if we could get 100 new members uh, by the start of the footy season. So the first week of the campaign has run and we have signed up 32 new members. So a huge thank you to those people who have decided to sign up and support the show as well as the people who have already signed up uh, long before. Some people have been with us for over five or six years now so I'm very grateful for everyone who signed up to support the show uh, yeah if this is the first time you're tuning in essentially a bit of a fork in the road uh, got to make a decision at the end of the year whether I go back to work full time or keep doing this podcast long term so if you guys find value in it and you want it to keep going into the future then please sign up as a member if you do sign up as a member you get access to all of the resources on our website as a bit of a thank you as well we're, uh, we've finished all the rankings now so the forwards came out last week so we've ranked 100 defenders 100 midfielders 30 rucks rucks and 100 forwards uh, and I'm probably I'll probably do a few tweaks this week I reckon if I get on the parch I reckon he'll do some as well I'm not sure if Kays would touch his because that's what Kays does and he's right the first time every time as he says but uh, anyway um, yeah so that's what's uh, going on at the moment next week I might have a little bit of a surprise for the gold members just working on a few things and whether I can get things out in time but uh, yeah working at something that I reckon will be pretty cool for the gold members out there as well. So anyway, lots of stuff going on in the membership world. Thank you so much to those who have signed up. This week, we've got uh, Jordi DeSena on the podcast who finished number 11th, I think it was, in Supercoach last year. So a pretty handy fantasy coach. Also plays in uh, leagues with uh, Louis from the Pod Pod. Uh, that's how I know I'm actually through Louis from the Pod Pod. So anyways, here it is. Enjoy the show. G'day listeners and welcome back to another episode of the Keeper League Podcast. With the AFL Fantasy Podcast that doesn't talk about the superstars, we only talk about the lesser knowns and the players who will bring value to your draft and Keeper League teams. My name's Hef and I have a debutante on the show tonight. Uh, I'll let him introduce himself, but welcome to the show, Geordie. How are you, mate? How you going, Hef? Uh, great to be here. Yeah, so first one, debut. Yeah. So um, Pretty excited? Pretty excited. Obviously, yeah, I love my AFL Fantasy, so yeah. I reckon I've been playing for probably 15 or so years yeah, so geez. yeah love it so keen to chat so what do you what do you do so let's talk about let's talk about your music first yep. so that's how i kind of got to well, i know you through louis from the pod pod but yeah. he always used to talk up you know your music and stuff like that and i used to listen to your music and stuff like that but then it turns out you're an afl fantasy <laughs> gun as well and you know super coach if you're looking at the the jacket on the stream which we'll go into in a second but let's talk about your music first so what do you do with yourself a bit of music here yeah there, so i i'm like a soloist like probably a pop singer songwriter genre and yeah. I've got songs on Spotify and I'm just trying to get my music out there yeah as much as I can and just gig around Adelaide and yeah Louis I've always known Louis for quite a while but yeah obviously we love chatting Naval fantasy as well and yeah keeps your mind on uh, off of things so that's yeah I love it and uh yeah we're just trying to get music out there and um pretty much do gigs like yeah. every weekend you've had Adelaide. a bit of play on like the Triple J on Earth um yeah. stations and stuff yeah. like that yeah and yeah. on the main station at all or just um I got on ABC that Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, they, the radio, one of my songs, yeah. and yeah. actually, Woolworths um, stores got played one of my songs in yeah. the store. So, Sweet. 
yeah, if you were shopping, yeah, yeah, if, if you were, yeah. So that was cool. But I'm just trying to just email everyone and try and get as, it out there. Yeah. So, well, if you're uh, yeah. our listeners out there, hopefully get you a few more Spotify plays, bump you up some charts and yeah. stuff like that. So check out Geordie on there. Um, but yeah, we'll talk about the. Well, let's talk about Supercoach really because. You had a pretty decent year in Supercoach last year, is that correct? Yeah, so I, I thought I'd give Supercoach a crack. and um, So it's your first year playing Supercoach? First year playing it. Yeah, okay, it um, seems, be, seems to be a common theme here. <laughs> yeah, I think Statesman did the same thing, but anyway, let's, let's go yeah, into it. Yeah, so I obviously love fantasy, and I, I think it was actually Selby. He emailed and was like, I'm going to do some like Supercoach stuff this year. Yeah. Maybe like chuck a team in. I said, oh, well, I'll put a team in. So I just gave it a crack and, yeah, ended up coming 11th in Supercoach, which is oh, just... I don't know, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, have you ever come that high? And what's your like, highest finish in AFL fantasy? I think it's like 280 or something. Yeah, yeah. So, That's still pretty good. Yeah, yeah so yeah. not quite the top 100, but yeah, yeah, around sort of try and get that top 500 is in fantasy. Yeah, so, definitely. And yeah. so what was the prize for Supercoach? Yeah, so the top 10, you get money. Okay. Um, as so well you just as, missed out. So I missed out on the top 10 by two points. Yeah. Oh, no. And I held Clayton Oliver for four weeks Yeah. Uh, with that hamstring, thinking he's going to come back. <laughs> um, and, he, and then I had to trade him anyway. But, yeah, um, I yeah. so because of KFC's um, 11 herbs and spices, <laughs> yeah. the top, so I came 11th, the top 11 get, um, yeah, you still get a tracksuit and you get 100 bucks worth of KFC and drink bottle and so all of those things. So you get a tracksuit. Pretty much. That's what you're wearing right now. And, so. I, yeah, I mean, I haven't worn this yet, so yeah. when 35 degrees today yeah. yeah and when you said oh can you bring it and wear it I said well you know I might as well wear it <laughs> that's awesome thanks for doing that <laughs> it's gonna look pretty cool on the uh, social clips isn't yeah. it but uh, so one of the uh, one of the prizes also was what 100 bucks worth of KFC yeah 100 bucks that's what everyone wants. That's a dream. That's yeah. better than an ad, isn't it? Yeah, well, I think so. So that was yeah. pretty cool. So, so you supplied your draft with KFC, is that yeah, right? Yeah, so last night we had a like a draft. Um, and I was like, well, when I'm going to use these vouchers, like I might as well shout the boys yeah. and, and got all the boys KFC and we did our, our draft. So what a bloody legend we're dealing with here. Shouts the boys KFC, you know, gives his prize away to his <laughs> league mate. So well done. Got to use it up. Yeah. So anyway, super coach extraordinaire on the show. Uh, was it 11th, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah 11th. So here we go. Hopefully there's a few super coach questions uh, later on to help those people out because every time I get a super coach question, I have no idea what I'm talking about. So <laughs> let's get <laughs> stuck it into well. it. Uh, before we get into it, um, yeah, we've got uh, all the rankings are now out. So the forward rankings, top 100 forward rankings came out last week. So now would be I'm going to be doing a bit of tweaking uh, over the next week. So I'm not sure if K's will do much tweaking. Um, but yeah, uh, Parch will probably do a bit of tweaking. I haven't told him about it yet, but I'm sure he messaged me straight after he hears this. So that'll be all right. Um, but yeah, if you want to uh, sign up and become a member, you get access to all of those you support the show um, and yeah keep it going into the future haven't mentioned it the last few weeks as well but uh, we've got a discord group going on are you on the discord I am actually yeah, yeah. yeah. it goes off I was having a bit of fun last night I was going just it's reading through all the messages. weekend messages yeah. yeah a lot of people chatting about it there's a few ledgers on there that just kind of keep it ticking over which is great um, but yeah a lot of great advice so like if you ever stuck for like keeper selections like you don't know which keeper yeah. your last one was to keep or um, if someone offers you a trade you get everyone chucking them on there and people like yeah. rank it it's like a poll each time um, which is awesome because then you can kind of you know see what other people think and mm. see if you're crazy or not. And yeah, I've been um, humbled a few times with some with trades I thought I was going to win, and then they go like, "No, nah, you lost that heft. That was no good." So a <laughs> few <laughs> like that there as well. Go. So yeah, it's good resource for me and uh, good for keeper coaches out there. So link in the description at the below. Now, Jordy, I got this box in front of you. Yeah, uh, it's a little bit weird, but open it up. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. I'm not proposing. I swear. <laughs> it's a ring. Describe what's in there. Say uh, AFL fantasy ring, yeah. and it looks. 
It looks unreal. Yeah, it looks like something Tom Brady would wear. Yeah, <laughs> like Super Bowl. Wow, kind that's of actually championship sick. ring. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, it feels like a proper ring. Like and it's got little jewels yeah. and stuff on it, and uh, AFL Fantasy logo on the front. So that's from that's a wicked. that's from a company called um, Supercoach Champion. Uh, well, the website supercoachchampion.com. I think when you search it up, Supercoach Rings or something like that as well. That comes up as well. Basically, they're like championship rings for your AFL Fantasy mm. League. So they got do Supercoach, they do AFL Fantasy, they do tipping. That are heaps of other shit. So, um, yeah, it's a really good way to kind of just, you know, celebrate the winner of your mm. league by grabbing a ring. And I think they're only like 100 bucks each as well. So, everyone chips in 10 bucks. Yeah. Get yourself a ring. So, well, that's um, what we do. We, we chip in money and get a trophy. So, like, yeah. you could easily get a ring. Like, that's. Yeah. You know, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm going to start just wearing around public and see yeah. if anyone notices. Yeah. But <laughs> it's got 2024 champion written on it, so maybe that's preemptive. Maybe that's the sign of things to come this year. Yeah. Hopefully that's Put it out there. But yeah, check it out, um, supercoachchampion.com, uh, I believe it is. Search it up on Google, you find it easier that way. But uh, yeah, if you want to have a look at some of those rings, and I'm getting a few messages about them from the uh, socials I've been putting out as well. So a lot of, it seems to be a lot of people interested out there. And uh, yeah, pretty cool way to just you know celebrate your league. You look pretty cool with a heap of bullying if you win four or five <laughs> premierships for your fantasy league. So check it out out there. Anyways, Geordie, what we're doing tonight, we're doing, we're going to look at the intra-club uh, kind of matches from last week, any kind of news that's come out of them. We're going to look at the first match simulation we had yesterday and also going to go through a bit of the ADP data uh, at the uh, from the mock draft simulator. You've been getting a bit of use out of that mock draft simulator. I have, here. yeah. So yeah. I, did a, we, well, I did a new keeper this year and yeah. I, I think when I met you, um, well, when I saw you at the port yeah. game, <laughs> I was like, I'm using this simulator and you yeah. know, all the boys are looking at it and <laughs> who's going next. And yeah, so it'd be good to chat yeah. about that. It, it was good because actually like, because a lot of that at the time, there wasn't a lot of data coming in. You would like pointing out a few things that were like a bit weird, like yeah. a few players that were going too late and stuff like that. It was actually good to have someone using it intensively yeah. so I could actually go through and iron out some of those bugs. Yeah. Got a good system now that kind of rates people appropriately. But yeah, uh, that's awesome. The, the computer's smarter now. But anyway, let's get into some intercub stuff. So North Melbourne was the one everyone was talking about last week, eh? Yeah. Like- such a fancy relevant team this and year. And like, you know, like other clubs have, haven't been streaming their intra clubs, but yeah. North have just been like, here, yeah. like have it, like yeah. sign up, well, everyone watch. And I, it just seemed like Twitter went off on North because yeah. everyone was watching it, which is awesome for, for them. And I think because you've got the classic crowd as well, you've got four, three or four big names if you can, yeah. can like include Pink Eye there. Yeah. But um, yeah, some guys that people are looking at pretty closely for both draft yeah. and classic stuff. So yeah, it's a probably smart move, but it gave us a good look. Now, the, the one that everyone was frothing over was Charlie Lazaro. Mm. So, did, you watched this game, didn't you? you I watched, watched a half of it, so yeah. I was sitting at my desk at work and you were messaging me saying you were watching the game, so that's pretty yeah. sweet. <laughs> Saves me some work. Yeah. Um, so, Charlie Lazaro's getting CBA, is that correct? Yeah, so he was like, yeah, he was playing that sort of midfield role and he, like, I mean, all reports say that he's had a really good preseason and... You know, he, yeah, he was, you know, pretty much in that mid, like in the the first CBA was Lazaro. Yeah. Um, and what, I, you know, I went and looked at some of the stats as well. And um, like last year, around 24, Clarko, like when Clarko came back coaching, he actually had 74% CBAs. Okay, so it was happening last year. And it happened last year. Yeah, and, yeah. He, and he scored 88. So yeah. it's like, He's got I think LDU was out that game. So yeah, okay. he, he, they, you know, but Clarko, you know, gave him a shot and it's, tr- he's, you know, it's proven in a real game yeah. that he got 88. So, I don't know. I think there's a spot there, whether it's him or, yeah. I mean, we can talk about some other guys, but I mean, he looks, pre- I mean, I'd be taking a pun on him if I'm, 
in a draft. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's probably important to note, like, um, my good mate Kay's um, loves to have a crack at classic coaches on, yeah. uh, on Twitter because they're all getting excited over, like, fantasy scores, seeing, yeah. like, this person scored 100 against themselves. It doesn't count type thing. But what we're looking for here is role yeah. and just hints at, like, you know, job security and that sort of stuff. And, like, it's not it's not saying that he's going to – Charles Azaro is going to go out and average what he did in the intra-club whatever, but – He's getting a look in when it's – especially these games where it's like probables versus possibles or whatever, like yep. uh, or A-team versus B-team type thing. You get a decent look at what the role might be. Now, a lot of the times when push comes to shove in the middle of the season, they go back to the tried and true method and it's just a time – that people do try stuff like this. But someone like Lazaro, like he's not going to go super early in drafts anyway. We might actually look him up in the draft simulator later on. But like you're going to get him later on anyway. So he mm. might be just one to pick up late and hopefully it pops. That's the kind of way it goes. Yeah, that's what I would be doing. Yeah. Um, Dylan Stevens, we've heard nothing about him um, mm. during the uh, during the preseason, but apparently he had that wing role just playing it all day. So Pretty much, yeah. He was on the one wing. And the, the other wing, like obviously there's a few injuries and stuff, but... The other wing seemed to be like Darcy Tucker yeah. and Liam Shields came on in the second half. So it'd be interesting, to, like Bailey Scott's out. So I, I'm interested what that other wing is going to be, what going to look like. Darcy Tucker was is a player that like heaps of North players have been talking up, like saying how the preseason yeah. of his life type thing as well. So yeah. like we hear that every year as well, but that's just another one to kind of take note of someone who's going to go very late, like potentially not even drafted in some leagues. So yeah. just have a think about that one. Um, McKercher, Sheasel, that was the halfback combination, wasn't it? Yeah. So obviously, you know, the talk about Sheasel, He's all, you know, potentially playing midfield. And yeah. from what I saw, he didn't play any midfield. It was all half back yeah. flank. And I don't know if you, like on Twitter, I think Jaden Papowski put some stats up about, um, yeah, some of like of the numbers. He had someone there um, getting numbers. And Sheezer was on like, I think he was on 98 points yeah. at three quarter time. So he was still racking it up. And the same as McKercher as well. I think he was on a, in, yeah, in was the 90s high. as well. Yeah. So I think those two are going to be there. It's going to be interesting because Fisher was obviously that was out. One, yeah. And I think Bailey Scott might roll back there as well. So I think yeah. there might be four mouths there to feed. So yeah. it'd be interesting. Pretty keen to see like this week so how it goes. In your opinion, who plays on the wings come round one type thing? Do you well, think Dylan Stevens is one? I think Stevens is one. And is Bailey Scott going to be right for round one? Uh, he's done. He's got a calf, and I think yeah. he's going to just have some minutes in yeah. the practice. Well, I don't know if it was this one or the next one, yeah. but. I'm not sure. I think he's going to have some minutes, whether that means he's right. Yeah. Um, I just see Bailey Scott playing more off the ground on the wing. That's all. Yeah. Because he just feels like there's too many mouths to feed in the half-back line otherwise. Yeah. Speaking of mouths to feed in the half-back line, Josh Goda apparently was solid in the game too. Yeah. So, I just, I've, I don't know. I've been keeping an eye on Josh Goda. I just, yeah, like he did some nice things last year as well. And like, again, he put up 280 scores last year when Clarko was coaching. So, yeah. You know, he's, he rates him. He rates him. And, and I've just been following North a bit and he always seems to be in the A team. So yeah. he's not in the Bs. He's not in the probables. He's always in the A team. And he just did some nice things. And I don't know, I've just been keeping an eye on him because he's obviously a high, like he's a thing at pick 20 or something. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think he's going to play whether he, he might do a bit more defensive, but I think he, yeah, I don't know. Just like keeping an eye on him, really. Yeah, so, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Like he's had really good underage scores. So yeah. a lot of people have been kind of tracking him since then. So he's someone that always kind of like builds a bit of intrigue as the preseason yeah. goes on. Coming into his third season now, as exactly. Well, so probably the right time to go. Um, a few weeks ago, I made a bold call that I reckon Josh Sinkin will play more forward this year and get DPP. Mm. What was his role on the weekend? Yeah, so week? I think he like he went in the third or fourth CBA. So like yeah. the first CBA of the game, he was yeah. on the half forward flank. Oh, there we go. And mate. the first thing <laughs> that I saw was, you know, the first CBA, he he rolled straight up from the half forward and just went straight into, yeah, the, okay. into the middle. So yeah. he sort of went, did that. And yeah. then eventually he had the rotation. But yeah. 
I don't know, like looking at the stats, he only got like 37 points or something. Yeah, I okay. mean, this is obviously intra club, yeah. but you just wonder, like I think he's obviously, obviously he's the captain, so he's going to probably roll in there, but I don't, yeah. I don't know whether... Fantasy just numbers. One, yeah, one to keep an eye on, I don't know. He, he seems to be potentially half forward and mid, just be interesting to see how he goes this next like couple games yep and the other one that was just you know, Tom Powell um, he talked he spoke about having that mid forward role and that looked pretty prominent this game yeah so I sort of felt like it was Lazaro or Tom Powell as that like third guy yeah. behind LDU and yeah. Wardlaw yeah that's interesting alright I'll move on to the Hawthorne entry club now music to my ears that I heard was Carl Amon just on the halfback line and absolutely loving it just racking yeah. up the touches um, I didn't see any footage of this one but pretty happy to hear that because I'm a Carl Amon yeah. truther yeah um, and I actually didn't keep many defenders this year because I'm just anticipating him getting defender status. That would be awesome. So I hope that's the case. But yeah, he would absolutely rack him up back there. Just wondering what it like does for you know people like Impy and yeah. Yeah, stuff like that. Like because he had an 80 plus average season. Does that push mm. him back? Because he's someone that dropped in favor of favor of Amon as that well. So, yeah, it's um yeah going to be interesting the way they fiddle those in. Um, Henry Houseway apparently was impressive without knowing too much more. Just looking at articles and stuff like that. Um, Water McKenzie were Josh Ward and um, Cam McKenzie. They were talking all preseason about them playing some more inside mid, and that seemed to come into fruition. Yeah, in this game um, Nick Watson uh, is that the wizard they call him the wizard the know. wizard yeah 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 so apparently I can't remember I can't remember where I heard it but apparently um, Sam Mitchell was saying basically he's going to find it hard to not pick him come round one with the way he's been training yeah and all that sort of stuff as well so I saw on like I think it was even David King and Kane Corns they reckon he can kick like 30 to 35 goals yeah in right. the first year like yeah. that's you know so I don't know <laughs> that's he, he crazy. seems and he obviously kicking it on both both feet as well so yeah. they seem to be pretty impressed by him uh, and then James Blank did an ACL during the week yeah, so do you think so this is going to have a bit of a flow on do you well looking at numbers last year when Blank didn't play Sicily actually like you know he sort of did a bit more lockdown he didn't like yeah. get off the chain a bit so yeah. I yeah I remember seeing something about Blank you know when he when he's out Sicily yeah, he's not sort of doing that into yeah, he's yeah, it's a bit of a different role. So I just put that in there yeah. as a bit of a flag just to but did you, you know um, that, did you see the quote from Sicily? No, nah, it was something about he was asked about defending or something like that, and he's like, I rely on the other blokes to do that oh, job. Well, there or you something go. like that. So <laughs> hopefully that's the, uh, and the they, answer that we need. I think they just recruited a guy, SP, like they got yeah, someone in, okay. and yep. they probably they got guy like they got Granger Barras as well. Yeah, true, that's someone that could come back, and he's so, coming into his third year as well, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, so he could be an idea. Um, and uh, yeah, Chenku's Jarth did the hamstring, yeah, he was playing on the wing for the rest of preseason, yeah, so. I yeah I, I just thought if he's on the wing that's a good thing because that means Amon's probably going to be half back yeah and and Joshua was playing a lot of wing time so yeah. I thought if he's got that wing role locked in that's yeah. going to help those other guys yeah. push in or push half back so yeah he obviously did the hamstring I think it's like eight weeks or something so it'd be interesting to see what they do with that wing role well do you know who Hawks. else got a um who else got a mention in that article on the wing role. No. Massimo D'Ambrosio. Oh, that's, yeah. So that's just a little bit of a left field one, I okay. guess. Yeah. He was actually ridiculed in the Keep League for keeping him oh, this yeah? year. Basically, because <laughs> we had to keep another 20 and he was the only guy under 20 on my list. Yeah. So I was forced into keeping him. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was surprised to see that, that uh, they were pretty happy with his ball use coming off the wing in the first quarter or something like that. So yeah, he played a, played so a he, maybe half. he's the one. He might be the next one mm. in there. They'll obviously chase him for a reason, so see how it goes. Um, the Collingwood Intra Club. So you had a bit of a look at this one? Yeah, a little bit. Um, but I've got like some of my friends are really, you know, 
big Collingwood supporters. So there's a few of them around. Yeah, there's a few. So they, I had a chat to them, and they were, you know, they've given, yeah, they're pretty hot on a few blokes. So yeah, well, listen, um, yeah, well, obviously Finlay McRae's been that that hot name in the preseason. Um, yeah, and the you know, obviously there's a bit of classic hype there because of his price. I've been very dismissive in the preseason. <laughs> I've been saying that oh, I just don't see where the scoring is going to come from and yeah. Collingwood's lineup and all that sort of stuff. I think for classic, where it's priced at, is yeah. fine. What's your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, you know, like obviously the Pies won a flag without Taylor Adams. Like, yeah, I and mean, everyone's saying that he's going to take that that Taylor Adams Roll. percentage, yeah. maybe. But like, we you don't know. But I mean, he looks good in the yeah. intra club. I did see some footage of him just yeah, and he just out rolled out. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, he just burst out. Yeah, yeah. And I got a a, a guy. Um, yeah, one of my friends said he was on. He was counting his stats and he said he was on 54 points yeah, at right. halftime. I so, love the dedication. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just one to keep an eye. He's a forward as well. So, like, I, you know, you could take a punt on someone like that yeah. in the in a draft. Well, speaking of forwards, um, Jamie Elliott, everyone's been talking about him playing halfback uh, yeah. this year. Is that Did that happen this Yeah, game? so apparently he was just, he was forward. Yeah, that's and no there's no there was no halfback yeah. uh, time there. So, yeah. All right. Um, what about uh, obviously we saw the news of Demetia? Yeah, um, so, weeks, so he doesn't sort of, really probably affect anything yeah. too much. But he's someone that's probably going to slide down the the draft rankings in your dynasty stuff now. That, Pretty much, yeah. yeah, yeah. Still probably worth picking up if like he doesn't like. I don't know if you people were expecting him to play that much this year anyway. Really, yeah. so doesn't really slide him down too much. It's just that he might you might have a few people dropping him lower because of that case. Um, Ed Allen's on my rookie list at the moment, and yeah. he's been. I don't know. I just remember last year, like just heard nothing about him. Yeah. Really, and but knowing that he was such a highly rated underage player, yeah, and now we're starting to see a few things just pop in here and there about him. What can you tell me? Well, that's it. He's, uh, you know, what I've heard is that he was like pretty solid, did some good things, yeah, and you know, like side bottom is getting is aging, but I mean, these guys, you know, they they could keep going. I guess you don't really. You know how many years they got, but yeah. he did some nice things. So I just, I just put him on there as one. You know, especially if you've got a, if you've got a rookie list or something. Yeah. Um, just to keep an eye. Like he, again, he was a high draft pick. Yeah, and um, I think he was a high scorer as well as yeah. a, as an underage uh, fantasy player. I think he played. I've said, I think I've said this a few weeks ago, but like he played on a halfback and in as an inside midfielder as a junior, but yeah. then played all last year on the wing for the Collingwood VFL. Yeah. So it looked like maybe still side bottom next one in, but apparently he's having a bit of bit inside time in the intra club stuff as well. Yeah. So he's a bigger body or taller and body in yeah. there as well. So you could do that as well. Um, you've got Reef McInnes and Charlie Dean on the list here. What's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is this more a super coach one or what? No, I'll probably put too many notes in there. But, <laughs> That's all um, right. Yeah, McGuinness, like him and McRae apparently being the ones that have sort of been, yeah, like they've been, you know, lighting up the track a bit. So, yeah. and obviously he's he's got four sides. Don't know how they're going to score, but I just put them on there as, um, you know, obviously you've got McStay and Murphy out, so they yeah. might get some- Just gives more minutes. Some time. And, yeah. and just on that, McQuarrie apparently was playing a bit more mid-time. Well, that's been but, a rumour all pre-season, eh? Yeah. So, do you reckon there's any fantasy well, know, uptick out of that? Yeah, I mean, I- I don't know. Like he wasn't. He's never been a massive scorer in McQuarrie. Like even as a four, I. I mean, I, he's on the radar, but I've, I definitely have a few guys ahead of him. Like forward, you know, like for, with the forward status. So, yeah. but just what I want to keep an eye on. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and you've got one more player written. Who's that one? Yeah, so Sullivan. He got an SPP spot, and he's he's a mid, and 
he averaged a hundred, like he's got hundreds in the VFL. So they just picked him up. Yeah, so just, just, to look just, at. just to put, yeah. Probably someone I'm going to add to the mock draft simulator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate how these players keep coming to you to keep it. Yeah. I don't think I've done one ad yet, but no one's complained about it yet. So yeah. <laughs> maybe I'll do that this week. Um, Bulldogs had one as well. I haven't heard a lot of news come out of it. Um, I just uh, listened to the DT Talk podcast and they had um, Drew Jones from Fox Footy on there. And the number one player he mentioned straight off the bat was my boy, Harvey Gallagher. So he is your boy. I've been apparently, um, he was in the Probables side yep. and apparently looked amazing. So, okay. Yeah. Um, so, it just showed some good signs for a young player. And I think he said on there as well, like, no one's going to have heard of this guy. Yeah. But, uh, listeners of the Keep League podcast would definitely know about Harvey Gallagher because I think I better talk about him every, each and week. he's a forward, isn't he? But yeah. yeah. See, that's what is so weird. Like, he's a forward, but then if you look at the champion data classification, He's a general defender. Yeah. But I don't know how it works because usually like it lines up perfectly. Yeah. Whatever their champion data classification is. So it must have been perfect like 50-50 one or something yeah. like that and they've gone one way. Don't really know how it works. But um, yeah, listed as a forward. If he gets some halfback time or some wing time, I think they're talking about as well, could be a pretty handy pickup. And I think the only thing was Nick Coffield played, I think, in the probables side as well. So I was just listening to Riley Sanders talk and he... Yeah, he said Caulfield like should play round one. Yeah, good. So oh, that's I good think for the classic coaches out yeah. there. <laughs> Definitely get a cheap defender. I might put him back in my side. Um, uh, just on the dogs, I um, I know Bailey Dale was potentially playing that's forward. Right. Yeah, but Ready Sanders in this interview said him and Ed Richards are our main drivers off the half back. So okay. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. Yeah. This week because I know there's we're not sure the, the, the Bailey Dale. He's been sliding big time in the mock drafts yeah. as well. So yeah, that's an interesting one. Um, might offer some value if people don't pick up on that or still think he's going to be That's, sliding. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Um, all right, the port trial. Did you go down? I didn't. I didn't. I had a gig, so yeah. I had to miss it. But I'll be there this uh, Friday for the uh, against the Crows. So first one, first um, intra club I've missed in probably about eight or nine years. There you go. I reckon, yeah. but. Uh, Life just is getting in the way at the moment. Yeah. Uh, this this kind of this time of year is just crazy in Adelaide. There's just yeah. so much stuff on that 100%. I have to have a few nights in to actually be a parent yeah. <laughs> every now and then. But anyway, um, Soldo was the number one ruck. Uh, well, they played. Well, they didn't. Port didn't do probables as as possible as they did, or A's versus B's. They did a mixture, which yeah. makes it harder for us to know who might be playing round one. But it does make for a better game and I think you can take more out of it like if someone like we'll talk about him in a second but someone like Josh Sin stars there's a good chance he's playing on a good opponent at the yeah. same time like a yeah, good forward or whatever but uh, it was the Sweet versus Soldo ruck battle and it looked like Soldo was the, the winner out of that I th- I th- I'm pretty confident Soldo's going to be the number one ruck come round one aren't you I'm pretty confident as well and I think like you said, I think it was mentioned before like we've got quite a few tools yeah. down there like I don't I don't know I think Soldo yeah, I'm pretty confident he's, he's number one. Do you reckon there's any well? Because it like, looked like Charlie Dixon's back as well. Like he was reported to be injured again, but then he was playing yeah. last week. So I thought he was going to be out for a while. But and then Georgiades and Lord and Marshall, Marshall. down there. Like, do you think someone like Finlayson is going to really struggle because he doesn't have like a backup ruck role and doesn't really have a forward yeah, yeah role like, there? I don't know if I've read this correctly, but I th- whether it was a few weeks ago, but I've. Even, I think, they tried him in defence, Finlayson. Yeah, because he played that at GIS. Yeah, yeah. so I, it'd be interesting. Like, he could be... He's trying to find extra roles. Like, yeah. It's a good thing for Port, have a bit of extra depth. But, yeah. like, someone like him... Uh, my only thinking was, like, do you reckon there's any chance that Soldo sweeps right, Ruck, Soldo plays Ruck forward and gets forward status? That's my only, like... Well, yeah. <laughs> I was hoping he'd have forward status this year because yeah. it would be a great pick. It'd be, um, yeah, it'd probably be bad for the classic coaches who want sweet. 
But like, say if like you know Marshall with his hip um, injury and Joe Artis with his knee and Charlie yeah. Dixon with his foot, if Solo played like the first five weeks as a forward and then became a number one ruck like after round yeah. six or round seven or something, it might be a pretty good pick up in great, your drafts. But don't think it's actually going to work. It's going to happen now. Everyone's um, coming good before round one. Um, looks, it, it felt like Willem Drew and Ollie Wines have just swapped roles at the end of last year. So Willem Drew, I know he's wearing a pink hat, which means he was, didn't. Uh, wasn't doing the contested stuff and he might have been on the outside for that reason mm. but it very much looked like Ollie Wines is back in the guts and Willem Drew is on the outside so just keep monitoring I'm that I'm very one. interested in how that's going to work Ollie Wines other- is another one that's going yeah. really late in drafts so yeah. yeah it could get a bit of a bargain there Doesn't it's not often that he averages under 90 yeah. really so if, yeah have a think about that one Josh Sin was the, the talking point of the night though I mm. had lost all confidence I think when we were down there watching the entry club, we were having a bit of a giggle at his kicking action. And, you know, I think the first two he kicked out in the fall or something like that. And we are like, there's no way this guy is we playing were. round one. We were. And then he starts <laughs> in this game. So, I don't know what the go is there. What do you, have you got more faith in Josh Sin now? Yeah, I, I do. Like, I, yeah, he's a high drive. Like, we, we traded up for him. Like, yeah, we, we could have had we uh, could Hobbs. Have Ben Hobbs. Yeah, yeah, And, exactly. and obviously, they, they've, you know, they saw something in him. Yeah. And... But yeah, the kicking as well. But then he was he was taking kickouts like yeah. in the intra club. So and it, there was an article that came out today, and he and they put it like he was in the press conference and he was saying like he's feeling really good and he's confident and yeah. So I he's really interesting. Yeah. yeah. So he might be a classic. Is he cheap? He's cheap and classic, isn't he? Yeah, he's cheap. Yeah. yeah. So he might be one. He's of a mid only. Mid only though. Not sure if so. I trust him in the draft stuff because I reckon there's just a chance that when the real stuff comes, he might have one or two bad ones and might just have to go back for a, a spell every now and then, and that's the the risky one there. But maybe for a classic uh, coach he might be one to think about Jace Burgoyne's I feel like he's got the wing sewn up at Port this year I agree yeah yep. so Jace uh, Burgoyne's definitely one to watch I'm not sure what his fantasy scoring will be like yeah but um, he's pretty silky smooth mm. like he's kind of like his old man he looks yeah. good in the seven yeah definitely yeah. definitely with his dad's number <laughs> yeah for sure um, yeah that was vacated by Dersma wasn't it yes yeah now he's got yep. that this year um, and yeah we've already talked about Solder I've got him here on the list twice for some reason but we'll move on to the Crows I uh, had Aaron Bryans on last week who was at the um, Crows Intra Club the week mm. before talking up Riley Thilthorpe playing in the ruck um, and doing pretty well and then he played pretty much exclusively forward <laughs> this week so I'm never going to get my wish I don't think every year I feel like I'm getting close but then it just gets ripped away from me yeah I think he I offers know, too much for him up forward yeah. doesn't he because like they said he still was pretty good up forward wasn't yeah, yeah, he yeah. like had a bit of presence. But he's got bigger as well, yeah. apparently. So, yeah. But I, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, yeah, I'm a fan. I just, yeah, it might be a year or two off. Yeah, so, yeah everyone thinks O'Brien's really old, but he's only 28. Mm. Still in his prime, really. Um, the the interesting one was um, the midfield uh, rotations was Rankin and Rochelle rotating through the midfield peddler playing pretty much forward this yep. game where everyone thought maybe Rankin and Pedler would be doing the opposite things. Yeah. Um, what's your take on this? Do you think Rankin gets a more stable midfield role and can he actually improve his scoring? I think so. Like, I'm pretty hot on Rankin. Like, I I think I asked you yesterday about keeping him potentially in yeah. a keeper league. Oh, like, you did I, too, actually. And I, I was close, but I had other guys. But I... Like, his scoring last year was pretty good, like, yeah. for a forward. Like, uh, and if he can get him, like, I just, I listened to what Van Berlo said, and he said that he, they're going to try and get him around the stoppages a bit more and around yeah. the ball. So, even if it's like... Yeah, throw-ins and things Throw-ins like that, yeah. and stuff like that. And, and, you know, you might be able to get an extra tackle there or, yeah. you know, a burst. Like, I, I think he can... I wonder how it affects his forward craft, but yeah. I think he can... I don't know. I, I, I'm, I think he can make, like, push 80... It's his, it's his fifth year in the system, isn't it? 
fifth? Yeah, well, same uh, sixth because he's sixth. the same same draft as Rosie and, yeah. and Walsh. Yes, right, yeah. yeah. It's a it's like, year. I just feel like if he was going to make that leap, we would have seen it by now, that's all. Yeah. And I know, I don't know, like he had the opportunity to start last year and didn't kind of take it. Yeah. What's the difference between his fifth and his sixth year type thing? I feel like, interesting. Yeah, I feel like something they will always try until it takes off and it might not take off, but and we won't see. Probably one thing to note is that Laird didn't play yeah, in this true. game. So, yeah. like, yeah, like whether they were filling that role. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see again, like, this week. Now, Dan Curtin uh, on TikTok, a few of the young punks on there uh, uh, were giving me a bit of grief because I left him out of my top five uh, draftees. <laughs> uh, I had him at six. Um, but anyway, so my reasoning was that I'm just scared he'll play a key defender yeah. role. And it looks like he did that yep. um, in this game. And the other thing is, as well, he was in the um, the possibles like all the not probables yeah. team but i i kind of see that as they're they're really short on key defenders so they put him against the best forwards like mm. that's the way i see it yeah. in this game so i wouldn't read into that too much because i do think he's close to their best 22 it's just what role that's going to be because everyone knows that he averaged really well the under 18 championships for western australia yeah but he was playing as a midfielder i just don't see him doing that at afl level that's all yeah, I, I think. And like he had an injury as well, I think, hasn't he? A bit of a niggle, so yeah, he's probably coming was. back. Yeah. yeah, so I think he's a good prospect, but I think, yeah, I think he's spot on. Uh, let's move on to the Brisbane Lions. I'm just going by the article that came out from them. Um, Kadeen Coleman racked them up, which is kind of continuing on. thing is with Kadeen Coleman, I have no doubts that he can rack them up. It's more that can he rack them up when someone pays real close attention to him? Colin would just let him do what he wanted in that grand mm. final. And we've seen it like, you know, I was frothing over him round one last year because he was on about 52 at half time. I was like, geez, I've picked, I picked him up real late. I was like, geez, I've picked up a good player here. And then I think he ended up with like 62 for the entire game. <laughs> like things like that happen all the time. And that's what Coleman. he did in the grand final. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Well, the grand final, he just kind of, yeah, until someone, well, no one actually manned <laughs> up on him. But like, yeah, as soon as something mans up on him, it's like, yeah, I don't know. Um, got, got a lot of tech, like, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, definitely one to watch. Like he's got the, you can just tell he's got the talent. And oh, the, if I had him on the team, yeah. I wouldn't be dropping him or anything like yeah, that. I wouldn't exactly. be putting him back in the pool because there's a lot of potential there. I'm just worried that yeah, things might not go as smoothly as they did in the grand final for him. Yep. That's all. Um, and Cam Rayner started in the midfield, but I reckon that happens every <laughs> preseason. I don't think there was any Lockie Neal. There was someone else, maybe Dunkley. Someone else was missing. Yeah. as well. So oh, we hear about Rayner every year. Yeah, yeah. And last year it was half back. I yeah, think. that's right. And then this year, it's, I don't know. I just yeah, I just can't get in, get into Cam Rayner. Is he still listed as a forward in fantasy or not? I'm pretty remember. sure. Yeah. yeah, he still is. Yeah. Um. All right. Onto the Gold Coast game. Not. Oh, there's a few fantasy <laughs> relevant things here. So um. Oh, the first thing that I, I said this a couple of weeks. Ben King's just someone to keep an eye on because I reckon some of those key forwards that like you said they're coming into like their sixth year now. These guys, they're just ready yep. to kind of become like a. Jeremy Cameron type breakout like that's kind yep. of like the time it starts to happen like when he when he had that breakout season at GWS um, and then his brother as well Max I think is you know obviously around the time maybe yeah. even Lacocious too like yeah. they're not sexy but like they're the kinds of guys that could average 70, 75 maybe even 80 as yep. a key forward so they're ones I'm looking at and just apparently dominated only played a half footy or th- a third or two thirds or something like that dominated they took him off to rest him up for round one so yep. he's one I think is going to be sliding in drafts just given the injuries and he'll be he could be pretty good value. Um, the other one is uh, sexy Sexton. Um, everyone's been talking about his halfback role that continued in this game. Let's see. I don't know the Butterick, the Powell, the Sexton. I know it's just I don't know what's happening. <laughs> and I, I I just I like he's I think he's twenty eight or something. Yeah, he's and been around he's, for a long time. He's been around a long time, and I mean he has got four status, but yeah, I just I want to see it first. I think before I can. 
Wasn't there a few last yeah. year? Like Charlie Constable, um, McPherson as well. Exactly. They gave like yeah. they all had a shot down there, and yeah. it's just like I know it's a new coach now, but they all kind of faded. Yeah. It feels like they just want someone just in case you know, they know they know well as injury prone all that sort of stuff. It's just like break yeah. glass, someone to put back there if they need it. Like I you feel think like it would might be, be that? Yeah. Like you like you think it would be Powell or Buderick? Yeah. You? Yeah. So yeah, it'd 100%. be interesting to see what. I want to see it, and I think that's you know that's obviously what these next couple of weeks yeah definitely yeah. are for. But you know if he's got the role and he's a forward, like why wouldn't you take a pun on him late in a draft? Yeah, oh definitely. You know, yeah, and if he can score, like that's yeah, yeah like forwards are you know we we need forwards so. definitely. Mm. Um, the other one was uh, <laughs> yeah. do you see the Flanders comment from Dylan? yeah that's crazy. Do you like what's your take on that? Do you do you buy in now or are you like more wary because you're like he's taking the piss like he's. He's trying to put people off the scent. Yeah. What do you think? Well, I as soon as I heard that, I was like, I'm I'm diving in. Like, yeah, that's, so am I, yeah. I. Like you know, he said, put him in your super coach. I want yeah. everyone get him in your super coach team. Yeah. You know, and like I yeah, I think he I think he's F like in the classic and stuff. I think he can be F one. Like, right, I think he's yeah. like. He's I think, I think he's ready to go. Going 100 plus this yeah. year. Maybe McRae if everything goes right, but apparently yeah. he was injured again today. Yeah. So I think he's the only one who goes 100 plus. And you know, who, like their midfield's deep. Like he could, but like last year you saw him, you know, score yeah. without the CBAs. So he, yeah, he could potentially hold forward status. Yeah, I don't know. He comes off that half. He comes off the half and, and he can yeah. score. So I think like, yeah, it was just interesting to hear the hype. I, I did buy into it. No, so. I'm buying in, yeah. yeah. But I, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if he's just like taking the piss or comes yeah. out round one and he's like exclusively deep forward or something like yeah, that. Sure, you know, he's not, like though. locking down yeah. or something like that. Wouldn't be surprised if that happens either. Um, Fremantle, Intra Club. Apparently, Nat Fife is just back by all reports. He guts. played full, I think he played four quarters. Of yeah. So he's, yeah. He's in our draft pool. And like going by the ADP rankings, he should be good because we only keep 12 now. Yeah. So that round 13 type thing. According to our ADP numbers, he should be going first round of our draft. So mm. that's an interesting one to I think about. I saw that. I've put it on the yeah. thing to talk about. Yeah. Um, and then apparently James Aish um, has been playing off the halfback and was pretty pretty fantasy friendly apparently in this game yep. as well. So he's one that I don't think anyone's thinking about or talking about. Yeah. Um, well, Chapman had that injury. He's yeah. had that hammy and, you know, you know maybe – there's a bit of like Young's obviously gone in the midfield, so maybe yeah. there's a, there's a halfback. Well, it's interesting because he was there. like they've lost so many wingers over the last few years, and mm. he, I thought he was just a mainstay staple on one of those wings. Yeah, and then they try like a Rasmus or a Driscoll or someone like on the yeah. other side. I think there's one other I'm missing. Jeremy Sharp. Yeah, Jeremy Sharp. That's yeah. the one um, over there. But maybe that's why. Maybe Sharp's kind of come in and play because yeah, apparently he looks like he's good to go. Yeah. as well. So I was not sure about Sharp. I thought you know because yeah. he came over from Gold Coast and. He was just a pickup, but he's yeah he's he's sort of proved that he's going to be there for round one, so that's good. Yeah, so Sharp looks good to go. What do you make of this one? Luke Jackson spending time as a midfielder is that just a classic intra club like you know Fremantle versus Fremantle? You need to put you need to put eight people in there. And or? They, they said that last year, like, even yeah. when they draft like uh, traded for him, they said oh we could even run Darcy and Jackson yeah, yeah. you know together. So yeah. I don't know, like they yeah they they keep saying that it's. I just feel I don't think it's like the best use of resources for them. Yeah, like you need someone. They they they're tall forwards. I, I'm, Amos showed some good signs. Yeah, but like I don't know, Jackson's going to be the only one that kind of looks relevant up forward for them. Really, I still that because they they Maybe signed Tabernard comes back. I don't know. Yeah, and they signed Darcy till 2030. Yeah, so yeah. like, yeah, and uh, Jackson's I, on a big deal as well. Yeah, so I, yeah, I wonder what the split is. I think it's going to be. 
I think it's going to be similar. Yeah, what so we saw. I don't see it's going to be changing too yeah. much. Um, Will Brody was someone who gained a bit of hype last week on the back of um, some flashy footage. It actually wasn't that great. It was just like a big run where he got a handball <laughs> at the end of it type thing. Um, but uh, looking, listening to some Freer fans, I think the general consensus is he's still probably a backup option. Yep. Might not be best 22 yet, but one to keep an eye on because his value is super low at the moment. Uh, onto the Saints there, entry club. Um, Liam Henry had some inside midfield time, so I don't think that's happening with the real stuff. But mm, You think he plays wing. Yeah, yeah, I think they're just trying to get a bit of, maybe a bit of fitness up or something, I don't know. Yeah. But uh, the ones that have been popular over the preseason, Winhager, for example, apparently locked in the midfield, so yep. that's really encouraging Looks to see. Mateus Filippo had the role we pretty much expect mid forward, but a little bit more midfield time. Yeah, and he kicked and three goals all. apparently. Yeah, so, definitely, yeah. So, um, other one there. Um, and then the other two that just kind of caught my eye or caught my eye in the article was uh, Riley Bonner just had some moments he got to mention. Tim Memory as well, they reckon, put in a good performance too. He's always just been a pretty handy late pickup, Tim yeah. Memory. So, another one. Has he gone like 70s? Like, and yeah. Previously, he has. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he even pushed close to 80 or yeah. 75 one yeah. year. So, yeah, he generally seems to score when he plays. And he's got to, like, these flaws usually okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 Always seems to take a few marks and like, kicks one or two type thing as well. So, just want to think about late in drafts given that we don't have a lot of fours to, to think about. Um, Harley Reid, uh, sorry, we'll move on to West Coast here. He had the role that pretty much expected midfield and defence, which is probably the best of both worlds. Mm. Um, you don't really see that too often, coming, you know, roaming in defence, because it's usually a pretty hard running position and then, you know, going to the midfield after that. But I think mm. that's the tank he's going to have and the gun he's going to be. So, Did yeah. you see his fend off on Jimmy? Yes, I did actually. Yeah. And Jimmy was looking like a monster too. I so. know, and, he just, and it just looked like he wasn't even trying. He yeah. just pushed him off so and just a <laughs> little handball and it's like... Yeah. Nah, it looks like an absolute <laughs> gun. So, like, all right, let's, we're, we're going to cut ahead to, like, what the, one of the questions is, but... Long term, who do you want, Reed or McKercher? <laughs> this I got asked this today, and I yeah. it's very I'm I'm going to go with like team dependent because yeah, yeah. I like it's hard though because Reed is playing half back potentially now. Yeah, but I, you know I always thought he'd be that maybe 80, 90 mid forward. Yeah, yeah. for your whole career, career, yeah, and that's yeah. pretty handy as a forward. Yeah, definitely. But, but then someone McCur- like Toby Green scores like that every year. Exactly. So you might done. want that depending on your team, but McKercher. But then, you know, McCurch is playing half back now, so he, he'll probably get the defender status for a year. Yeah. Um, but he, like, you know, all reports are like he's like the next Zach Merritt. Like, yeah. So That's I think I would take McCurcher. Yeah. But I can see cases where people would go read. Yeah. Over it. We'll have to him. see. We'll stay tuned for the back end of this episode. We'll have yeah. a look at where Reed and McCurch were going on the mock draft simulator. Um, but yeah, Elliot Yo, uh, plenty of midfield time, killing his teammates. Poor old Clay Hall. I was actually, I yeah. just turned it on um, <laughs> in the last quarter, and just that's the first thing I saw was uh, Yo just absolutely slammed Clay Hall into the ground. And I thought it was concussion, but he was in a moon boot today. Yeah. So, but apparently, I don't think it's like not ACL like people were saying. His so. ankles, yeah. But that does dent his round one chances. Yeah. For draft coach, just keep league coaches like us doesn't really matter like he's a long term prospect anyway but there's another ro- rookie option probably gone for round one in classic so yeah yeah bit of uh yo I'm interested in like he he got dropped in our league yeah and yeah I'm just I'm keeping an eye on him because if he if he does have that midfield role and he's fit like apparently he only had one week off yeah he only had one week off last year yeah he went to Bali for a week and then he's just been training yeah I heard that actually down. yeah I heard so, that so yeah, like you know, he if he can stay fit, like he he's gonna. You think he would go ninety 
potentially yeah, yeah, going definitely. Like he's going to play midfield at times. Yeah. So it's like, it's, yeah, it's just a matter of, you know, how high he can go. Um, the other one, Matt Flynn, just looked like he's going to be the number one ruck, which we've been arming and arming about all pre-season um, with Bailey Williams. Is that his name? The yep. other right one? Well, there's so many Baileys. I know. Uh, <laughs> there's two Bailey Williamses. Um, but yeah, so that's because he had such a good season last year, but it looks like Matt Flynn's going to take over. Do you think he's, uh, like, say if you're playing a 12-team league and everyone has to start one ruck, is he in the top 12 rucks in the comp? This year. I think so. Like yeah. you're in our league, like there's probably like on the waivers at the moment, there's like, there's Darcy Cameron, there's yeah. Matt Flynn, there's yeah. Big O. So yeah. like, that's like, you know, between that probably eight and 12 or 15 yeah. range. So yeah. I think you could pick him up as a, you know, those teams that don't have a, have a ruck yeah, in a 12. Yeah. Know, if you're doing a 12 team league. Yeah. And then again, um, here's another one. We'll talk about the mock draft simulator because he surprised me a bit as well, but we'll yeah. move on. Uh, you've got some other training notes here. So you've had, had a look at some yeah, other Yeah. So I didn't know if we wanted to um, add these in, but obviously these aren't intra-club, but they're just training reports. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just one, just GWS. Um, they've come out and said Perryman and Cumming will miss round one yeah. with a hamstring and a calf, I think. Yeah. And obviously, like, those guys are defenders. Um, yeah. And, you know, I think they were about, you know, they're averaging about 70 last year. Yeah, pretty so handy. So, they're the handy, handy guys. Um, and Callahan as well. Yeah, he's struggling too. He's He's got a shoulder issue, I think. So, yeah. he, he's, de- he's going to miss both practice matches. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's sort of racing the clock for that opening round. Yeah. And I was listening to something and Briggs was talking, I think it was the Traders, and he said that Darcy Jones... Yeah, uh, just keep an eye on him. He might, yeah. he might get a debut. Got and a like, contract extension or something as well. Like yeah, a decent one. Already. And he, and like he's got had ju- good junior numbers as yeah. well. And he's, I mean, he's coming off ACL, but yeah. um, you know that that's three of their best twenty-two. Like those three were in the playing in the finals. Yeah, yeah. So definitely. there could be some spots at the Giants. Yeah, um, might not be for too long. But yeah. You get some, you get, you get some fresh blood at the start of next year just to get a bit of experience. Might be decent. Yeah. yeah. What about Geelong? You had, uh, you got some notes here for them. Yeah. So Geelong, they're very obviously they they don't like to say much Geelong, but I was reading an article. Um, and obviously, yeah, Jai Clark's getting a little bit of bit of hype. He's they're saying he's obviously like a new recruit, and hopefully, going to give him plenty of games. Um, Conway as well. Um, I think he's a good prospect they think yep. they should challenge stanley yeah uh, manor as well which we can i think he's yeah one of he's gone quite a bit in the pre-season but seems yeah. to be coming rearing his head again now yeah so. and he's a forward and i you know he's a mature age guy like that's one i'm looking at in a draft yeah. late like because yeah. you don't yeah if you can get some midfield time yeah um the other one i put on there is probably is mitch duncan i just i just it stood out to me in the article he uh like i think he hasn't played round one since uh, 2020. Oh right, did not know so that. So he's never played. He hasn't played round one for three years. Yeah, he's always coming back injured. Yeah, uh, injured. So he's he for the first time he's actually had a full <laughs> preseason. That's pretty positive. Um, and he says he's feeling the best he he's had in six years. Oh geez, they all say that, though, don't they? They all say that. <laughs> those I don't know. I'm pretty. I, I kept Duncan in the league. I just I think he can have a good year. So He'll be put I, back in some though as well. Yeah, so, like, so he I might would be, a good be looking at him if he's in a league. Just I mean, obviously, I hope he doesn't get injured the next couple of weeks. But yeah, yeah. I think he. And he's he's contracted. It's his contract year. Yeah. So and he be. said he wants to try and play on. All so right. So yeah, be interesting. He'll be going ham this year if he wants. Yeah. Yeah. Um. You mentioned Jai Clark, didn't you? Or not? Yeah. Jai yeah, Clark. Yeah, of course. Yep. That's all the other one. Cool. All right. Um. And on to Essendon. Bit of news out of that one. Yeah. Or just uh. Obviously, Dersmas come in on that wing, and and Durham was that other winger. But apparently, yeah. he's just playing. He's playing inside mid. Yeah. So, I heard that rumored earlier. I think um there was an 
interview with Zach Merritt earlier yeah. in the year and he's mentioned that that could be the case. So interesting to see it happen at some training stuff. So Yeah, so it'd be interesting because, you know, Essendon have got so many midfielders. Yeah. So then they, if they're going to add in Dur- Durham, yeah. like how does that mix work you oh, know, yeah. with, with the Hobbs and yeah. Caldwells and, and Perkins. Sardis Perkins? Like, <laughs> yeah, there's so yeah. many guys. Yeah, yeah. And you think, and then Durham, like, so, yeah, I mean. Yeah. My thinking my thinking was more so um, Nick Martin moving to halfback. Yeah. That's how Dersmar gets in and Durham just stays on the wing. That yeah. was my yeah. gut feel. Maybe it's just a training thing that they've. That's what, yeah. that's what we might be thinking is yeah, it's yeah. a training thing. Yeah. Um, just the other thing I know was McKay, obviously McKay and Reed are going to be additions in defence. And yeah. they was reading something that Brad Scott was saying that, you know, Heppel, because Heppel was that sort of halfback wing, he might. He might not be best twenty two. Yeah, might yeah, be, I would be surprised. Yeah, yeah especially with those additions in defence. Might be good for it. someone like and Stringer too. Yeah. yeah, might be something good for like Ridley or something though. Like yeah. less defensive and goes exactly. back to that attacking game a bit more and more kickouts and things like that. So I just would be wary on Heppel, like because he's in our as a redraft and obviously he's got that eighty average. But yeah. I just no, I'm be not gone. sure he's going to play. Yeah, we'll yeah. be going near either of those guys to be yeah. honest um, alright probably what everyone's waiting for <laughs> is the uh, the report from the first match simulation now we will do the other what is it eight that will occur over the next week on the next week's show but we saw the first one uh, yesterday between Melbourne and Richmond and to, to be honest it wasn't like a super exciting affair from a fantasy point of view I think Richmond fans like it was a decent game like the, the lead kind of swung back and forth a few times mm. and then Richmond you kind of saw a new coach new game plan looked pretty exciting from a footy perspective but from a fantasy perspective, I think, well, with Richmond in particular, they're very direct, like very uh, like get the ball moving forward as quick as possible sort of mm. thing. And like players like Jaden Short, you notice like weren't getting those outlet kicks and extra touches that way. So what do you think about Richmond? Do you think that's a sign of things to come for the season? Yeah, I mean, obviously they're, they're missing a few guys, but yeah. I think so. Like. Yeah, I mean, have they been fantasy friendly previously? Like, like Toronto, yeah. that sort of stuff. And but, but short like hasn't been really fantasy friendly since he's like last year. He was fit under Dimmer. Yeah, but that's because Dimmer always has that one that one halfback flanker that always goes ham. Might not be the case under Uze. Yeah, yeah. So I think you're right. That's one thing I saw um, in terms of the game plan. But we might bump go back to uh, Melbourne at the moment because they probably had a few more fantasy relevant names, and then we'll jump back to Richmond afterwards. Um, the rookie that everyone's talking about for Melbourne is Caleb Windsor because um, Lockie Hunter with his calf um, looks like they might be a wing spot uh, open round one and he was getting a bit of time with half back on the wing and Windsor was a bit shaky to start off with but as the game kind of went on he started to look a bit more comfortable hit a few more targets and stuff like that what do you make of it? Yeah, spot on I, I he, every time I was like looked up he was on that wing and I think they're going to I think he's going to play round one and they're going to give him a, a crack yeah. I just worry he was a bit raw like yeah. at the start and he like he got I don't know if you saw but he got a bump and he just like yeah, he came a, off for a, a bit. as a kid like yeah. he just went to the ground he got yeah. winded came off and then yeah. he he just fumbled a little bit but that was like you said that was the first quarter yeah. and like he, he warmed up yeah. into the game but he's obviously like he's an immense talent and yeah, 100%. Um, AFL Central put up some of the fantasy points and they they said he scored 80 points yeah would surprise so, me he was on for a fair while is, yeah. that, is that all six quarters or <laughs> uh, I didn't watch yeah, the last two I didn't watch but six I, quarters no, six periods yeah me either yeah um, didn't watch the last two but I, I think he's yeah I I mean Hunter is yeah I, he's getting a bit 
getting yeah. on. And, and some of those clips, like, he's he's quick. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know? And like, I looked at, like, you know, players like um, Ollie Hollands last year at Carlton. Yeah. Like, similar type of thing. Looked like a, a really, like, actually probably, Windsor probably looks a little bit bigger than he yeah. did. But still managed a decent chunk of games. Like, did get injured because I think it was an impact injury. I yeah. think he did get injured as well. Like, That's it. Similar he got type the ribs. Thing. Yeah. yeah. Similar type thing. But, um, like, well, I wouldn't be surprised if Caleb Windsor just gets a good run at things on that wing this yep. year. So, he's probably shooting up the uh, draft boards for the first year players that's for sure um, Billings as well had a pretty decent game I thought he wasn't best 22 but I don't know what do you think yeah I was watching him because I'm like obviously in classic I'm pretty keen yeah. on him but um, I was looking for CBAs he didn't have too many CBAs he yeah. seemed to have that half forward role yeah. but he, he was scoring like he was around the the ball and he, he you know he's, he was getting plus sixes and again they, they you know they reckon you got 81 points so yeah. that's as a forward like that's pretty handy yeah um so i think and he looks fit as well like you know he's always had that injury yeah injury concerns yeah i'm just i'm just wary that they might have to bring a few more in and him far down the pecking order he slips type yeah. thing um, but yeah it, it didn't it didn't look out of place in this game that's for sure no. like it was definitely one that I kind of was like oh yeah I, I remember Billings I remember when he used to look like and do things like that yeah. at the St Kilda like, type thing so yeah I remember looking of, going 14 who's 14 yeah, like he looks alright yeah, yeah. and I was like oh it's Billings <laughs> yeah you know, yeah, I was I like the oh same okay thing. <laughs> yeah. so um, yeah he didn't look out of place yeah. like yeah um, Trent Rivers um, he's been a big talking point of the off season because apparently he's moving into the midfield what was really interesting there was no Clayton Oliver, Nangus Brayshaw, and no CBAs yep. for Trent Rivers. So I just don't know if we're going to be seeing that. Um, scored really well, but there was no Salem playing either. Yep. Or he, I think he suited up later on or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I think so. Salem played in for the VFL. Yeah. Um, obviously, he's come back from injury. So, yeah, that's the other um, one. But yeah, obviously, there's been talk about him playing, you know, getting CBAs. Yeah. But it was, it seemed to be, a, yeah, some of the other guys. Yeah. Well, Alex Neil Bullen is probably the next one we'll jump to. He had yeah. a heap of CBAs. So, like, I don't know, could he be the next guy in, like, we saw Tom Sparrow when Clayton Oliver went out last year, jumped in. Like, like he was fine for Melbourne, but, like, he didn't have a fantasy impact. You know, could Alex Neil Bullen be the next guy in? They, apparently, the rumours are that they want to move him. Well, that's the commentary said that. They said they, the rumours are that they're going to be using him more in the CBAs. I don't know how much that's just them trying to generate discussion. Yeah. And things like that. Because I looked at last year's numbers, and he got some last year, but it was only 2%. Yeah. And I think this best was, like, 80%, uh, 18% in one game, and that was yeah. probably about it. So, And, like, you know, he's, like, I think he averaged 72. Like, he, he can score pretty well as yeah. a four. Like, I would be interested in him as a forward option in yeah. drafts. Oh, same. Later down, on. In later track, on. Yeah. The other one was Jake Bowie. Looked decent um, on the half-back line. Just looked like he'd taken a step up, but no Salem again. So, I guess you just got to wait and see what happens with, you know, what Melbourne's full team looks like. Um on the Richmond, um, Thompson Dow and Jack Graham, they both got a heap of midfield time, but there was no Taranto or Dusty. Um, but yeah, who do you think is the next one in after those guys? Do you think it's going to be Dow or do you think it's going to be Graham? Who will get the most CBAs? Yeah, that's a hard one. I think, like, I think, like, I sort of saw signs last year of Dow. Like, yeah, I'm feeling give, Dow. I'm feeling Dow. And, I, and they were giving him some opportunities last year. I think, is he, is he in his fourth year, maybe? Yeah. Coming into it? Maybe more, but yeah. I mean, Prestia also wasn't there, but yeah. obviously he has his injury, injury concerns. Issues, yeah. I, I think I think it's going to be Dow. Yeah, I think it's going to be Dow as well. I think it's just like it's his turn for a go, and they're just going to give him like now that they. I think don't think Richmond themselves are expecting yeah. to be guns. I think even the commentary said though, 
I wouldn't be surprised if Richmond are top four. I'd be very surprised if Richmond are top four. I yeah. don't know what they'll get out there. But, um, yeah, so I think they're just going to run with guys like Dow and give them a decent run and see if they can unearth things. Um, the last one I just want to oh, not even chat about, but just mention that McAuliffe, uh, Kate McAuliffe, first-year player, there's been a bit of talk about him in the offseason. Really good underage fantasy scorer. He came on late and was straight into the centre bounce rotation. So probably not going to be debuting round one or anything like that, but I think he's one to watch for the future. I rate him, I think, highly. All right, let's uh, finish it off. We're, we're pushing for time, but uh, let's get into a bit of the ADP data. So um, I might just go through the top uh, 10 players um, for the ADP data that we've had so far. So um, it might not surprise anyone, but uh, Nick Dacos is the number one pick. Um, Errol Golden, over the last 100 drafts, is uh, number two. But recently, he slipped actually down to number four. So I saw that. Yeah, it depends which way you kind of look at it. Like, I'm, uh, this, these numbers I'm going with the last 100 drafts done. But uh, the stuff on the website factors in the last 30 drafts. So, it gets a bit more the trends that are happening a bit quicker. Um Tim English, number three, Tom Green, four, Bontempelli, five. And Bontempelli was starting really low, but he's shooting up. Um, Andrew Brayshaw, six, Caleb Sarong, seven, Rowan Marshall, eight, and Jordan Dawson in at nine. And Connor Rosie comes in at 10. Do you know what the biggest surprise there, I think, is? This uh, Sam Walsh. Just I felt like he would be so much higher in this one, and he's just kind of, yeah, missing. I don't even think he's... Oh, oh. I'm not sure. I think he might have missed one there, but... At the moment, I think he's in the actual on the website one. He's sitting around the fourteen fifteen range. Yeah, that's crazy. What if, yeah, it's just I don't know what that's it is. Ridiculous. Like, is it the is it the injury issues? I think because like on the um the, the demo version that a lot of people do that, that try it. Yeah, they can't sort by ADP. Yeah, so because so, maybe he's not up there with the top averages, they kind of miss him. I don't really know. Yeah. But, well, I mean, we did ask keeper league, and he went pick eight. Yeah, you know, so that's where I so, think he should be, seven or eight. Yeah. Yeah. He, you know, he was around, yeah, I think it was Rosie. Rosie actually went, I think, six and yeah. Walsh was seven. Yeah. Um, and I think that's about right. Yeah, yeah. so do I. For I me, think, I think a lot of people just see the Bont average from last year, pick him really early. Rowan Marshall, they pick him really early. Um, so that could be like skewing things a little bit. But the thing is like, that will happen in some keeper league drafts as well, depending on the experience of the coaches yeah. as well. So you got to know who you're drafting at. Like our league is probably 50-50 with guys that are super into it and we'll mm. make the best picks and then there's the other half that'll just make some shockers like yeah. so yeah exactly yeah it's it's probably the way it will go but it's just one to know that Walsh like if you've got one of those picks you know um pick six kind of thing you might be able to pick up an Andrew Brayshaw with six and a Sam Walsh with like on the turn that would be type thing. insane so, yeah um, just think about that some surprises for me um, before uh, some, yeah some prizes with ADP so some things that kind of shocked us a little bit or just we thought were a bit interesting um Dylan Moore, and up until last week, he was the number one forward um, taken. Hmm. Do you think that's fair? Because the more I think about it, the more sense it made. But what are your thoughts? No, I think he was, like, in our league, he went first as well. The I first mean, forward picked, yeah. First forward picked. Yeah. And he's, you know, he went before, like, Flanders and McRae. And was that before or after Dimmer's comment? This is before. <laughs> yeah, this is okay. a couple of weeks yeah. before. I mean, how, like, Moore's what? Is he 24 years old? Yes, yeah, like, like that. He's, yeah. he's young and he's he's in the leadership group as well. He's and not going to lose forward status. He's not going to lose forward status. Yeah. And he's, he's pushing those he's what he's gone at 90 like the last two years yeah like if he can go 90 for the next couple of years like that's yeah i think i like when he went one in us i was like yeah that's yeah like i think that's that's you know because like mccray or flanders like those are the other guys that yeah. went next yeah they could be lose this the status yeah. whereas i think more is the, the best chance of re- like retaining yeah. him and I'm, being a 90 guy i've mentioned him earlier on this show but like 
someone like Toby Green, I've picked up in like every mock keeper league draft and like for the last like five years I'm talking. And then yeah. my dynasty draft, I've had him just for that factor. Like he's just always there, always averaging between 80 and 90. And it's the perfect guy to own. Yeah. Like you're just guaranteed an F1 like each year. Mm. And it's, he's that kind of guy. So he's pretty decent there. Um, Tom Stewart um, is ahead of Nazai Wanganin and Miller. So yeah, it's interesting. It's, it's, well, I think they're one off each other. Mm. But yeah, he was someone that was, again, like, the closer the season we're getting, we're seeing a lot of these kind of like just tried and true players kind of rising a mm-hmm. bit. Like I think early in the season, everyone was taking a punt on some of the younger ones and Nazar Wayne and Miller is nowhere near a punt. But like, you know, um, I think more people are just as the more, like the more seasoned drafters come across because there's always that philosophy of like someone's got to win the first year and some people don't draft a keeper league team as like young as other people do. So it's just interesting to get a take of like the overall look of the way things are going. And like Stuart, like he's, I think he's signed to like 20, 26 yeah. or so. Like he's, like he's 31, he's, but he's yeah. got three more, three or four he's, more years. Yeah, yeah, so like I can see if someone's going for that older, like they want the yeah. flag and they want the older list. He then. plays a role that he'll be able to do it for a long time. Exactly. He's yeah. always going to be a defender. Yeah, yeah, Like you can see some rush, like the rationale of people going each way on that. Yeah, definitely. Um, another big one for me, uh, we might uh, not talk about the next one, we'll talk about him a bit later, but um, Matt Flynn just keeps being picked up super early. I think at the moment- He's going at 116 ADP. Mm. I just don't know what's going on there. And like, so what I do, I'll give you, I'll give you the insight into the formula, right? So I look at the last 30 drafts, right? And a player has to be picked at least twice in the last 30 to be ranked essentially. And if they're not ranked, then they fall by up to 50 picks. Depends on like how high it is. Like, so the guys, you know, the top ladder, like if Errol Golden's not picked, um, picked for uh, two of the top, uh, last 30 drafts he'll only drop to like three or four you know what i mean but guys around the 100 mark can drop to like 150 type right. thing so he gets he doesn't get dropped like cause someone always picks him up at like around that mark so whether there's some person out there that just like keeps doing the mock draft similar and rates him or people are expecting him to be one of the better rucks this year i don't know what do you think it is do you have a lot of wa listeners we do actually <laughs> it's quite a big there might be a bit of hype and yeah, uh, over the west, west and supporters. they think that they're i mean west coast are a big club aren't they yeah so maybe <laughs> Just have a look. I at don't it. know. I'm with you. I think it, I do think it's quite high for Flynn. Like I yeah. would be going for, you know, someone else. But I think um, people are panicking a little bit as well. Once a few, like, because there's a big gap in between Flynn and the Rucks above him. So above him, there's Nankovis is going at 78, but then it's like Grundy 45, Gorn 43, Cherry. 40, uh, Darcy 38, Kieran Briggs 35. So there's obviously a ruck run that happens around like pick 30. Yeah. And then I think people are like, all right, well, I'm going to pick my ruck right at the end. Who's the next best? Or, you know, after pick 10 or whatever, who's the next best? But like, I'd probably pick Riley O'Brien ahead of Matt Flynn. Um, I can see why people would take the punt on him over um, over Mark Blitzars or Darcy Cameron and that sort yeah. of stuff. And then you look at Wits and McInerney, they're getting on a bit and Goldstein, they're the next ones in. But like, I don't know. I feel like as the, we get closer, people like Soldo as well are going to uh, rise a bit because yep. they're not worried about Sweet as much. So, yeah, it's just interesting to look at that Flynn is – it kind of makes sense, but, again, I just feel like it's way too high. Yep. Like I'd just be waiting in drafts before i take someone like him. Um, another interesting one, I think I guess Zach Fisher is still going 86. But, again, I think that's someone who will drop after the last week. After yeah, the I just I found that interesting because he hasn't played it. I mean, obviously yeah. all the hype, he's going for half bat, but we yeah. haven't seen it and he's injured. See, I and he's these going numbers, at 80. I like, took these numbers on Friday mm. and that was, I guess, on Wednesday, I think the entry club was. And that's and then probably the day after that's when the news starts to filter through that like where everyone starts to see that she's was back on the halfback flank. So I expect him to drop. Um, he might yeah. have even, I haven't done an update today, but 
I might, he might have even dropped a little bit since. Nah, still around the same spot. So, yeah, interesting. Um, Harry Himmelberg, 117 as well. Like, I feel like he's a defender. He's been training as a defender for the first time ever. It's probably mm. the first season he's not going to go forward to start off with. So, he should get around that 80 mark. So, just one I thought at. Um, if you've got a few others here, you, you jotted down. Yeah, well, I saw Graham Myers was behind um, Fisher. I don't know. I, I Instead of using that pick, I wouldn't be going for someone like I'd I'd be using it on another player. Like yeah, yeah, I, I just feel like it's a bit high for yeah. a guy. People are jumping that's, so they're early jumping forwards. for forwards yeah. early, and I think you can find some other gems later. Yeah, that they might only be ten or so points off potentially, or you get a key forward that goes seventy. That's only potentially five points off Myers, and at that pick eighty, you can get someone you know, in another position that you could use as a trade or yeah, um, d- you got depth. So I just, I, that was a surprise. And obviously the, the Nat Fife hype as well. Like yeah. he, I, I think when I was, I definitely, when we we're using this, you know, a month ago, there was no way for Fife was at 106. No, he's definitely and rising he's, up. He's ris- like he's risen up in the last month, but yeah. I mean, you know, he's playing full-time mid. So yeah, he, that's the same. Yeah. yeah. Um, just looking at a few, like speaking of guys that are rising up, um, Thompson Dow is probably the biggest jump in the last few weeks. Like he's still like low, but I think he's jumped from like being like ranked 300th to being like ranked 200th type thing. Yeah. Like around there. So he's jumping up a bit. But players like Brody Grundy was going so late for so long. But I think it's just, again, uh, drafting by average and just not thinking about it until he gets a bit of hype. More yeah. than me, that sort of stuff. He's shot right up into the 40s at the moment. Cam McKenzie's um, coming up as well. I think uh, since that midfield um, stuff last week as well, and uh, Finlay McRae is on the on the up after last week as well. Ruben Jimby and Max Holmes are also coming up. I think the the word of Holmes potentially playing halfback. I don't see it really happening, but yeah, I either. think that might have uh, got a few people there. Some of the guys who've fallen the most, and um, they're probably not surprising. Like so, Willem Drew is dropped a heap in the last few weeks um, Nick Bryan um, I think with the news of Draper back to training might have dropped him down a bit um, Bailey Scott with the calf injury has gone down Swidkowski's gone down since the Fife news has uh, did he do an injury Swidkowski? I think he did actually yeah. too actually you're right um, and then Jordan Sweet since Soldo um, has been rucking again at training that's dropped him down as well so yeah any other thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it looks you know as soon as someone gets an injury, they sort of yeah. people seem oh, to see a bit off of them. But yeah. the other one I jotted down was just Mills. I th- I thought Mills going at one fourteen is yeah. quite low. Uh, obviously, he's injured as well. Yeah, but well, K's almost coming Mills. Like, because we pick twelve, so think about it. Like, if you're twelve teams, what's yeah. that? One hundred and forty odd, thirty odd picks type thing. He was thinking about putting him back in the pool, and I was like, that's crazy. Like, I think I had to talk him back into it on the show. Like, I yeah. just think. Yeah, it's funny how an injury can just turn someone off. I understand that he, he moves around a lot, but yeah. he's a captain now. Yeah. And, like, he's 26. Does what he wants. He went 110 for two years. Yeah. Like, even if he does move halfback, he could get DP. Like, I just think he's still valuable as a as a player. Yeah. Um, you read down Josh Ward here as well. I didn't realise he's at 136 on the ADP. That's yeah. Low. That is low. That's very low. I'm not yeah. sure what's happening there. I, yeah, obviously I'm pretty hot on Josh Ward. And I, I, in, I took him about pick. 70 yeah. in ours and, yeah. I, and I just thought 136 is quite low for yeah, someone like I and agree. he's obviously getting inside potentially inside mid time like 136 like and that's going back to that Myers comment I'd rather take a punt on someone like Josh Ward yeah, over, over only, using that on Grime Myers yeah 100% that's the perfect um, analogy there yeah. so that's just yeah one that I noticed um, and that's the same with sort of Callahan as well obviously he's, he's injured as well so that's yeah, maybe not that. too badly injured though yeah. still probably play round one hopefully so he's going what, 110 ADP. Josh yeah. Simpkins going really late as well. He, did he go earlier in your draft? He team? went earlier in ours, yeah, yeah. But that's obviously before 
yeah the preseason stuff yeah. um yeah just had a look at a um a few sleepers here as well so um yeah harry mckay there's some guys that are going 200 plus essentially that i think could offer some value like harry mckay could win a coleman you know like if he's fit and everything like that so and just on that like carlton have heaps of like thursday fridays yeah, so like, you could loophole you could loophole him yeah. like and he could kick a bag yeah like i think he's a good good pick yeah same uh james h kind of dropping a bit with that half back role if he gets it, it might be fruitful sam swikowski's pretty late i think if you know everything goes his way he might be able to be a decent option if he doesn't if he's not injured and gets a bit of midfield time jack bows is um slipping all the way down xavier dersmar's probably warranted to be down at like 265 but like i feel like he just could outperform that this year just given he's at a new club and new opportunity and all that sort of stuff jace burgoyne 326 adp that's low for him for someone who's probably going to play in the midfield for port adelaide and uh thompson dow also 378 ranked at the moment um someone pretty low is probably going to be a fair bit of midfield time uh the next bit where i'm pushing through here Jordy. i'm sorry we're, yeah, we're, right. we're running over like an hour here but <laughs> um uh i just want to have a look at the first year players um in order so so the top 10 um, first-year players in, in terms of ADP and whether you kind of agree with them. Um, so Harley Reid is actually going at 47.4, uh, which is probably the earliest of a draftee I've ever kind of – oh, no, actually, no, Nick Dacos and all that sort of stuff. But like, Well, I feel like, yeah. Will, uh, like Will Ashcroft yeah. went about that maybe yeah. last year. Yeah. So, yeah. Maybe I mean, not, yeah. Um, but I think it's more so like just didn't have the underage numbers as yeah. well. But I think that halfback role people are getting excited about as well. But what I find probably more fascinating is that he's like almost 50 picks ahead of Colby McKercher. So Colby's going to 94, which I don't know. Are people worried about – it's so stupid, but like it, it does kind of seem like a legitimate worry that's like he'll play – everyone's thinking Cheezle was going to go halfback for the first year go mid forward for the second year and that's like you know he mm. might not go as well because he's going to go forward like with someone like Kircher I don't see him playing anywhere but halfback or midfield his whole career exactly like I get the Sheasel I get the Sheasel concern because like he's such he was such a good forward as a junior like kind of like Zane Dersmar the same reason why people don't aren't as hot on Zane Dersmar is because he, he's a forward you mm. know what I mean but yeah, so I can see that concern with Sheasel, but McKercher, I just don't see that concern. So I'd be picking him up here. But through the top 10, so Reed, McKercher, Sanders th- at third. So that's the top three. Then we've got Dan Curtin at number four, Zane Dersmar at five, Sean Manor at six, Caleb Windsor at seven, Ethan Reed at eight, Nick Watson at nine, and Cooper Simpson at 10. With Clay Hall, I thought it was interesting, just a, a mention there coming in 11 because he's a player that's getting a bit of hype as well. So what are your thoughts? Any that you'd have higher out of those or is anyone missing? Or Well, well, Darcy Wilson is another one I, I was looking at. And yeah. he, I think he was like 312. Yeah. And he, he's a high pick as well. But yeah. I, I think it's pretty, like the top three, I think, are locked in. Like, yeah, definitely. You're not changing those three. Yeah. I think like Windsor seems to be potentially I think he'll pushing rise. high. He's going to rise. Yeah, like, rise. And Curtin, if he's playing that key. And I I think Dersman's going to be a slow burn. burn. And, and will he ever play midfield? I don't, yeah. I don't know. He was like, really he, only a winger. He was a winger that kind of pushed into the stoppage yeah. as a junior. Like, So I don't think he ever had that kind of inside centre bounce game anyway it was more just get around the contest when it was out and about so yeah I don't see it I think Windsor maybe a yeah. little bit higher potentially yeah. after um, seeing him on the weekend I think yeah. he's another one as well but I mean and Curtin like obviously Curtin could play midfield it's, it's all about it's, yeah. it's the role isn't it so, and that's I mean, the thing with the ADP stuff you've got to look into is like people will look at like literal draft position yeah. and not really do like a lot of research into what type of player they are as well they're just like oh who was the number three draft pick because number one and two have gone and that type of thing so yeah just another thing to think about anyways we'll move on to the questions but before we do I just thank some gold members so each week I thank the people that uh 
sign up and support the podcast um, and they keep this podcast going from year to year. So thank you to Phil Brackia, Nathan Ayres, Mason Davey, Ben Tyrrell, uh, Aaron Filmingham, uh, Matthew Bodridge, Bodidge, D. Dean, Richard Newen, Jared Minchin, David Pierce, Nathan Burns, Hayden Kennedy, the fake Dossie I call him. Yeah, I thought it was that, <laughs> that um, um, uh, Ben Traeger, uh, Jason Seagull, and Kyle Brett. So thank you to those members. All right, we'll push through the questions and then we'll wrap it up. Um, Christopher Joyce wants to know, uh, this year is 2020, the year is 2026 and the AFL season has come to an end. Who are the two highest averaging players from each AFL, uh, each team? Oh, I went from every team. Are you going to? Yeah. No, I'm only going to give you two players. Sorry, two highest players from each team. That's um, that's too many. Who do you think is going to be the number one scorer at the end of 2026, though? Well, the the obvious one is Nick Dacos. Yeah, isn't it? that's and the first I, one I, I, I think he's like, I think he could be, have that 120 season. Yeah, like, 100%. I th- like. Yeah, that he, was the first one of mine. First one. Of, if, if, say if you're going to give two though, who would be your second? Oh, I mean, like Tom Green is pretty. <laughs> Great minds think alike. They were my two. Tom Green well. and Daycott. They they're the two. Like yeah. they're young and they just yeah they're already dominating. So behind them, I had Golden and I reckon Andrew Brayshaw will have a monster year yeah. one year as well. So yeah, especially when Saron comes on, he gets more attention. But anyway, um, Corbza B two one three wants to know um, who in, out of the rookies in Laurie Steely Green Brown from the D's is that Kynan Brown? Is that his name? Yeah, yeah I saw yeah, him play. Good, yeah, good first quarter. Um, he might. You'd be some in the picture early, um, or Windsor. Which couple will play early before the bye? If I had to back two, I'd pick Windsor, obviously, and yep. probably Laurie. Yeah, what do you reckon? I agree. Laurie yeah. actually did some nice things. Yeah, yeah, as well. And he got a few CBA. He got a CBA or two. Yeah, didn't he? he did. Yeah, yeah so and he I got seventy. I think he got seventy-seven points. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So I'd Bailey Laurie as well. Yeah, Laurie and Windsor for that question. Um, at Evan five hundred five, rank the draft class from one to five. We've kind of done that already, but. I'll do my top five and you can do your top five. So at the moment, I'm going McKercher one. I'm putting Reed second. Um, I'm getting a lot of questions. I've got pick two. Who do I take, Reed or Sanders? Yeah. I'm taking that forward status. That's what sways me for the two of them. But I reckon Sanders is probably going to be a good long-term prospect. So I'll chuck Sanders um, third. Yeah. And then at the moment, I'm going to go with Caleb Windsor. I really like Ethan Reed as a mm. long-term stash as well. So they're my top five. And like D- Dimmer came out and said, He's like a unicorn. Yeah, Ethan yeah, Reed. exactly. Yeah, so that it just depends how long he can he's going to take. Yeah, but would yours be any different? What are your top five? I think yeah, I'd have the same. I'd have yeah, Kirch one, Reed two, and Sanders three. Yeah, um, yeah, maybe I'll just I'll I'll just go Curtin at five. Yeah, let's just see if he can. Yeah, that's yeah, that, that, that was the next role. one. Yeah, yeah, that was the next one I was thinking about. Or Over even just Reed. a nice halfback role as yeah. well would be good. Um, all right, Craig Frederick, uh, the first three bananas in Richmond's midfield are Dusty, Taranto, and Hopper. Have we seen enough from Thompson Dow to think he's the fourth now? And has he gone Prestia for midfield share past midfield uh, Prestia? I think for now, yeah, he's number four. I agree. Yeah. yeah. I think he's going to get some time in there. And the Presti thing is when is always fit. injured. Yeah. Pre- yeah, Presti will never play a whole season. So no. I think they're kind of just banking on that. I'm going to give him some time. So that's the other one. Um, uh, P-Rex wants to know, um, just wants to know the difference in player value between contending and rebuilding and how much more is youth worth and should you trade out old players? For me, I think it depends a lot about the, the type of league that you're in and also where your team's positioned, obviously. But... Um, so like if like my league now has gone down to twelve keepers and it's essentially eleven keepers with one under twenty. So it's essentially eleven keepers. Like it's almost like to the point where there's no point going after youth 
because like you can't hold like they, they might average 50 in their first year and it's just like you're going to be dropping guys that I did drop guys that average 80 yeah. last year because I couldn't hold them all or just like with the forwards and stuff like that, I had to keep a few 70 forwards type thing but like yeah if you if you got less keepers I'd put way less emphasis on youth whereas if it's the dynasty I think you go a bit harder at it um, I don't know like it depends on like the rookie like if there's a rookie that like a you know, a young yeah. kid that's like you know he's going to be good. If a coach is available there, even even if yeah. you're even if you are contending, yeah, I'd like my team's contending. I've got pick six, and because we've got gone back to eleven. There's a chance that one of McCurchus, Sanders, and Reed yeah. are going to be there at pick six because yeah. we've got Kieran Briggs still in the pool. There's Tristan Cherry still in the pool. Like if someone needs a forward fives in the pool. Like there's all that sort of stuff. Mm. And because, like I said, like pick eleven, you're still picking players. You're picking players that are going to be starting like well and firmly in the team. If one of those guys gets to me at six, I'm taking one, yeah. and I'm still contending. But like you know, that's the thing. Exactly. Like, yeah. And yeah, these guys can show that they're scoring. Yeah, pretty well. Like. Yeah, depending on the rule, like they can score well. Yeah, so I think if it's if it's like a first class rookie, like a guy that's going to be, you're pretty confident it's going to be one of the best players in the competition in a few years. You got to jump then. But apart from that, like you try to pick your third, fourth year time your breakouts. I think is probably a better way to go about it. Um, and then if you're contending, who cares? Just pick the best players. Treat it like a single season draft year and try to pick the best players from there. I think that's the best advice. Um, got an anonymous question. I know who it's actually from, but I just they didn't reply to say if it's okay to ask this question on the podcast so I won't out them just there's a lot of people out there that don't want their league mates to know that they ask okay, questions I or see. league so yeah. yeah I don't like putting people's names unless they're not comfortable with it but anyway um, he's got a question for us he's playing a super coach uh, keeper league he's got a pick he's got pick four in a snake draft best players available and likely to fall to him are Sicily Chera Trelaw Taranto Houston and Noah Anderson I know nothing about super coach you're the 11th <laughs> best super coach player in the world um, so I want to know who would you pick out of Sicily, Chera, Trelaw, Taranto, Houston, and Anderson with pick four in a Supercoach Keeper League. Yeah, so I was looking at this and like Sicily is like, he goes bananas in Supercoach. Yeah. Like he's gone like 115 last two years. Yeah. But I'm all about youth and and I like looking at the list, like Trelaw, I definitely wouldn't go because he's, yeah. he's old. Getting on. Taranto went at 106, but he- His kicking can his be kicking, yeah. His kicking can let him down. Yeah. And, and Houston's very good. Yeah. But I would go, I personally would go Noah Anderson. Yeah. Followed by probably Sicily. Okay. But depending on the list of, like, if you've got heaps of mids, maybe you want to go Sicily if you want to defend him. Yeah. But I it depends on your yeah. age profile. But yeah, the, the name that jumped out to me there was Noah. And just on that was um, Noah, out of all of those- uh, players, Noah actually scored the highest ceiling game yeah. out of all of them last year. Probably a good sign of things to so come. So he pumped, he pumped out a one eighty nine. Yeah, so Ooh, massive, and he's twenty three years old. So yeah. it's like, can he take that next jump? Yeah, and he's pumped. He pumped out a like a yeah. He pumped out a one eighty nine. So yeah. I just, I mean, obviously Dim has gone there, but that's just the one that screamed out to me was Noah. All right, Noah. Noah then Sicily, if you don't mind the uh, the more senior player. But yeah, all right. Well, thanks for that, Jordy. Um, where can our listeners find you? Like, find your music and Twitter yep. and all that sort of stuff. What's so it's go? just Jordan DeSena. So yep. that's that on Twitter, just at Jordan DeSena, and yep. it's the same on Spotify. So yep. if you type that in Spotify, I've got um five uh, original songs on there, yep. so you can you can check them out. Yep. And yeah, I've got TikTok as well, trying to post you know post 
covers and yeah. originals on there and try yeah. and get a few views. Try and get a few views. So I might, uh, uh, might yeah. chuck a link to your uh, Spotify on the podcast description yeah. so some people can just go down there and have a listen and click That'd on be, it. And be unreal. Yeah, I had a listen uh, today actually. So some good stuff. Oh, good brilliant. tunes. Yeah, oh, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> right. pop stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> um, get around us uh, at Keep League Pod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, all the socials. Just if you'll find us, there's probably one I've missed in there. X, that's right, X. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, and yeah, if you're keen to support the show, jump on uh, and become a member because yeah, need a few more members to keep this thing going into the future. So that'd be greatly appreciated. Uh, yeah, had a heap more jump on this week to kind of show the support. So that's good to hear and good to see there as well. Um, and get around supercoachchampion.com. Get around the Supercoach rings. Just Google Supercoach Championship rings or something along those lines and you will find them. Uh, yeah, and get one of those uh, rings for your league. And uh, yeah, like I said, I'd love to wear one uh, around that I legitimately earned. Um, mm. I've got one in my possession, but I feel like a fraud wearing it because I haven't won anything this year yet. <laughs> so, yeah, it might be a decent one. Anyways, uh, thanks for listening. Thank you, Geordie, for coming on. No worries. And thanks we'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon. See ya.